The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Mark writes, And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and he took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him and they found him. And said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Here ends the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't like being sick. I recently was sick. I had COVID, and some of you guys probably remember that. I was unable to make it up here. was in quarantine for some time. And I'm guessing that most of you also have either experienced that, been around somebody that has, and that's an awful experience for you as well. We don't like the pain and the suffering that often comes with such illness, or the fevers, or the tiredness, or the embarrassment and the indignity when our body doesn't work or respond how we want it to. We also don't like the depressing and the despairing emotions and thoughts which often accompany sickness. We don't like feeling out of control or feeling helpless and vulnerable. We don't like the feelings of loneliness and isolation. We don't like being a burden on someone else. We don't like feeling mortal or fragile. We don't like the feeling that death is threatening to swallow us. Knowing this is quite a comfort to know that Jesus has power and authority to heal people. We hear how he helped Simon Peter's mother-in-law and released her from her burning fever. The healing was so complete and immediate that she got up right away to help and to serve others, her neighbors. 
he healed many people with different types of sicknesses and ordered many demons to come out of people. How comforting is it to know that Jesus, well, he can heal us. Yet, despite this wonderful story, this isn't always what we experience. How often have we sought help from Jesus in those dark and lonely nights only to hear the echoes and the silence? How many times have we screamed to God in the middle of those severe attacks of pain but didn't hear an answer? How many times have we appealed to Jesus while drowning with floods of tears but no rescue came? How many times have we called out for the relief and the healing, but it didn't come? So then when we hear how God sits enthroned above the heavens on all of his almighty thrones, when we hear how God created and names all of the stars, and when we hear how God has no competitors who can match him and his awesome power, we feel a little bit angry and frustrated that even though he has such awesome power to aid us, he doesn't always come to help us. We seem to have this mixture of feeling as we're told that God strengthens the weak and the tired, lifting them up on eagles' wings, but we still feel bogged down in the trials and the anxieties of weak and fragile human bodies. We trust God will renew our strength, but we often feel, well, disappointed because our strength, it feels drained. It's possible that you and I might feel frustrated when we hear of Jesus healing so many people from their many and various ailments, but we don't always have the same experience. We know that he's able to remove demons and to have power over them, but he doesn't always show the same power over our own inner demons of despair, greed, hate, and selfishness. And to top it off, Jesus went out and he isolated himself from his people in order to pray as if that's more important than fixing the people. He hasn't got time to be by himself and pray about his work. We want Jesus to fix everything. Give us victory and make everything better. No wonder Simon goes out to hunt him down. There's so much work to be done. So it's with great surprise to hear that when Simon finds Jesus and he expects him to come and heal more people, Jesus says that he and the disciples must go to the surrounding towns in order to, well, preach. But there's so many people who need healing. How will preaching help the sick and the dying? Yet Jesus says that he must do this because this 
preaching is the reason that he came. Isn't that frustrating? When we're sick or in need of help, the last thing that we want for someone to do is just to sit back and preach to us. We want action. We want Jesus to make things better, to fix things up, to heal us and to make us whole. We don't want words. We want action. We want to feel good and to be whole and happy again. And perhaps this is why many people want shorter sermons and, well, perhaps maybe a couple more feel-good songs. We don't want to just hear how Jesus loves us. We want Jesus to show us. Show us that he loves us by doing what we want him to do. We want Jesus to do our bidding so that we can get what we want. Instead of more words, we'd rather have band-aids from God or maybe some happy pills to distract us from the real issues hidden in our selfish and fearful hearts. We want him to show us by making us successful, making us happy and fulfilled. We want him to make us healthy, wealthy, and wise. We want solutions to all of our problems now. We also don't want to talk with Jesus or talk about Jesus on the cross or to bear our cross and follow him. But we want Jesus to take all of our crosses away for us. But even though Jesus showed his love to some through his healing, and Jesus did, in fact, heal many people, that's not the reason why he came. He came to preach his kingdom. He came to preach that the king who made the earth and the stars has come into this world. He came to preach God's forgiveness through his death on that cruel cross. Now, when we are sick, that's not what we want to hear. We want solutions. And all Jesus offers us, well, it's a sermon. We want our pain, our sickness, our depression, our cancer, and even our COVID taken away. But all Jesus does is preach to us. And that's not what we want. Did you... Notice in the text that the whole city, the whole city came to Jesus. I wonder if he healed all of them. We're told that he healed many, but he may not have healed everyone. He may have gone to one town, healed some people, removed the demons from others. But what if you were one of those that didn't get healed. Be reassured. Sickness is not punishment from God. Whether we're sick or not doesn't mean God loves us any more or any less. God loves the people with disabilities and loves people of all abilities. Physical, mental, emotional, the depressed, the sick, those 
suffering from COVID or cancer, those affected by dementia, and those who are dying just as much as he loves those that are healthy. To say that God loves us only if he takes away our sickness is to hold him and his love ransom. God desires all people to be restored to health and healing. But the timing and the method, well, that's up to him. For example, we might be like Simon Peter's mother-in-law, who was healed and then trots off to the kitchen to do some work. Or we might be someone that has been spending days, weeks, even months laid up in bed, still sick. We may even die as a result of our sickness. But for the Christian, death is not the worst thing that can happen to us. Any healing that we might receive in this life It will only be temporary. The healing and the resurrection that we receive in those resurrected bodies raised to life eternally through faith in Christ. Well, that will be permanent. The fact is that our bodies are corrupted by the sickness of sin. And we'll all die as a result of that congenitive disease the fall, the corruption. Of course, we still want healing from all of our symptoms, but Jesus came to deal with the source of our deepest sickness, not just the symptoms. He didn't come to do a temporary patch up on the job, but to restore us completely. And for this reason, he needed to deal with the sin, the death, And the devil, the evil, the unholy triad, and that's what he did. This is the essence of what he preached. He proclaimed that he has dealt with all of our greatest enemies and is victorious. He proclaimed that he will gather us into his heavenly kingdom where we'll no longer experience any Sickness or aging or dying because of our sickness being already dealt with. He proclaimed that the Son of God must suffer and die for our sins. Christ's preaching proclaimed what we only see by faith. Even if all the physical evidence points to a different conclusion. The fact that Jesus actually healed people, well, it validates and confirms his preaching to be true and authentic. He proved that his preaching is not just mere words, but words which have power and effect. He has the power to heal. He has the power to cast out demons. He has power to raise the dead. He has the power to heal our minds, our bodies, as well as our souls. The fact that we may not experience it right now 
does not invalidate Jesus' power and authority to do those things. Jesus' words and his preaching gives us hope. Hope and assurance that he surely has the divine power and authority to deal with our sickness, to deal with our deep-rooted sins, and to deal with our death. Therefore, when we suffer and are sick, maybe in pain and even dying, we need to hear his word. You see, without Jesus' preaching, we'll naturally doubt his power and his authority. Our bitter experiences make us doubt the truth, and the devil will whisper his deceptive lies into, well, into us during our suffering. But we look to Jesus and his living word who assures us that sickness and pain and death and even the devil... They're not victorious and will not have the last word. Jesus has won and he still remains victorious. Now, we might not like sickness or pain, suffering and death. But Jesus's preaching gives us hope. New hope. Jesus's words Reassure us that our sickness and our sinfulness and even our death won't win over us or lead us to despair in God's promises. Jesus's words give us hope and peace, even in troubled times. His words promise forgiveness and life, salvation and rescue. He promises us a, he promises us a happy and joyful ending. We pray that we will all have that endurance, the strength and the patience to wait for his salvation, even if healing and restoration doesn't always come in this life. We pray that we won't despair his word, but gladly hear it and learn from it. Trusting his word is true, authentic, and powerful. And may that word, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.